This is Getting Past Subtitles. My name is Sean Peel. And I'm DK Lee. And welcome to the last week of our Jet Li series. Yeah, and we're going back in time. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually going further? Further yeah, back in time. This is the furthest back. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. the furthest back. Uh, 94 was the other one, and then this came out in... 92, I think. 91. Oh, 91. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he was a little bit even younger. He was like, well, what did they say? I think he said... 30-something. He was like 31 or 32, and so he was like 27, 28 here. I feel like... It's weird, though, because I feel like he looks older in this role Mm. than he did playing Fist of Legend. Because he was playing a student. A student, student. Yeah. yeah. He was like... It's very, I mean, he's clean shaven here, but he's like, I don't know, he's just like more tidy. Like, he's got the haircut. Like, yeah. he seems more younger. But here, he, he is playing someone of like middle age. Yeah. Even though he's the youngest he's been. And, uh, I mean, it works out, obviously, if I think that way. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're wrapping up the series. We're talking about Once Upon a Time in China, uh, the first movie. And as I said, it came out in 91. Uh, this one was directed by Hark Tsui. Um, this is also based off of a real life character um, of the same name character, uh, Wong Feihong, who was a, he's a lot more like a folk like l- yeah folklore kind of yeah, hero yeah. kind of character though yeah even more so than all the other ones. That, <laughs> see, you, there is a uh, a through line yes, yes. in all of his movies and kind of the characters that he plays yeah. It's like, I'm guessing it's just like street name kind of person, you know? Like all that badass Fei Hung, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he just kind of made a name as like a martial artist, um, like in Fujian, where he's from. Uh, the movie's also set in Fujian. Um, yeah, there's, there's like a lot of like just umbrella cues taken. Like, like I said, like it's in Fujian, it's about this guy and his name. You know, he did. You know, prolific martial arts. He was also a physician. Um, here he's, you know, he's he's kind of a physician here too. He obviously yeah, he like helps his, people out. Yeah, treats them when they the get wounded, shot, and um, uh, what else? Yeah, and some other things like the black army thing, the black flag army. Like he had served under there, and uh, such like that. So a couple of cues, but story related, like it's all, it's all new, like it's all fictionalized. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so he likes, uh, I mean, I guess that's, like, what he means by, like, you know, he's, like, the wushu guy. He's not going to do this anymore. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) when when he was saying that, yeah. Because he was so, like, almost typecast, right, into Mm. all of these roles. Right. I'm sure he wanted to do it as well, but it's, it's, you know, there comes a point when, like, when this is all that you do. Or, like, (laughs) this is, like, like I said, he's really known for these kinds of, like, very traditional, very like nationalistic mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Um, about China and like you know, um, Wong, it, the character Wong is his arguably like the most iconic of his characters mm. that he has done because he's done it for like so long and yeah, and that you know, even for me when I like thought about Jet Li, like this was a character that I thought about. Yeah. Um. Mainly because I was young, and that's the first impression that I had. <laughs> like the, this movie was basically the first impression that I had of Jet Li, gotcha. and so that kind of shaped, you know, what I thought about him and this character. Right. Um. But I think I think you can also attest to this. But like, 
as a as an actor i think that he has grown a lot um mm. seeing you know from all the movies that we've watched and going back to this movie like you can definitely tell that he's um opened up his you know the yeah. range yeah of like what he i mean it's still kind of i i think to be to be fair <laughs> the the movies that we watched in this series doesn't really help not at my all. case uh, <laughs> but if you if you do watch his other movies i think that uh you can kind of see that you know he has opened up to other things as well it's just that we the ones that we've watched is very like iconic like gently like we watch typecast. yeah typecast movies yeah. but um yeah but there's still a lot of growth i think from the movies that um, we've watched if you look at them in a chronological order yeah yeah they've um like definitely more i mean just like the projects that he picks wise they're they've like are broader and kind of expanded versus like like chronologically yeah um yeah they're they definitely are different from one another but yeah i mean like i have a really good idea of like he said kind of why he's kind of typecasted in this role and that you know he's obviously there's a through line like he's always playing these like folklore is very like prominent martial artist savior of the country yeah exactly yeah like he that's kind of his his thing um and like for a long time and and like after the fact just kind of you know just doing action uh post um fearless right yeah post fearless yeah um funny enough though i think like like i feel like we went back to fearless watching this movie Mm -hmm. like if i had to draw comparisons between like the series yeah this movie probably has the most similar ties to fearless in a way um so it's kind of funny how that sort of played off in itself like his pro- this is this like his first like b- kind of like breakout like sort of like jetly-ish kind of film versus i would say so but that might just be because you know I it's your first yeah <laughs> <laughs> for lee <laughs> yeah, it exactly. is a breakout role. uh but yeah i mean i mean this was like you know wh- when this came out it was a big hit yeah not you not even just in china but like even in korea it was like mm. pretty big too so gotcha gotcha yeah it was funny so like well i was watching it and i was kind of confused with the dubbing of it because mm. like a lot of it was off sync you watched it dubbed not dubbed subbed subbed yeah but even like subbed it was dubbed over in oh can- yeah in cantonese yeah, yeah. So I was like really confused. I as think to, like, even the English lines were dubbed for uh, Bucky, the Buck Oh my solar. god! All the English parts <laughs> yeah. were like, oh my. <laughs> that's just like, come on. But that's part of the the charm. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> the campy charm <laughs> of these kinds that's, of movies. That's the magic. Yeah. Yeah. So like that that kind of threw me off. I was like, is like it just out of sync or is it different? But um, no, it was actually like dubbed over in Cantonese because Jet Li doesn't speak he speaks Mandarin and uh, he spoke Mandarin throughout like the entire filming so they like changed it up after the fact so that was that was an interesting note um but yeah this is like so this is the first there's like five of these films right it's a lot it's a lot and I think uh there's even more films with not Jet Li really yeah so like a new new actor yeah yeah kind of took over the over the rings (laughs) (laughs) the forever long series yeah yeah, five movies is a lot. Yeah, and like Sui Hark did like four of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only one I read like the fourth one he didn't do, and that uh, uh, Biao Young ended up doing that one. Uh, he he plays Foon in this one. Yeah, mm. 
Well, what's interesting with that I read is that originally Jet Li wasn't wasn't the ideal pick. It was actually supposed to be um, the trio: Jackie Chan, Byung, and uh, Samo. But they couldn't get them all into it, and so Jet Li took it. And the only one that came onto the project was was Biao. And it's and then like after I read that, after watching the movie, I was like, actually, it just makes so much sense because I'm watching all these like characters and like archetypes. Like they were clearly like made <laughs> for those guys, hundred percent. Like Porky, like yeah. obviously, like Biao Fung, like yeah, okay. And like, I mean, Jet Li fit into his role really nicely, but like also like Jackie could have definitely started mm-hmm. and something like that. Maybe. What do you think? Do you think it would have been better though with them? I think there would have been a a better charm to the movie. I think. I mean, looking back at it now, like watching it again, mm-hmm. I think that there might have been better cohesion yeah. within the movie mm-hmm. um, had they been in it. But I don't think that it w- it would necessarily be like better per se. Like wildly. Yeah, I, I I don't think it'd be wildly better just because I just think the the script isn't. The best. <laughs> it's the eighties. <80s, laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it's the eighties. To be honest, it's it's not like the most tight script ever. Yeah. And so I don't think you know you whoever came on, unless they really had an had an impact in like the story changing kind of like how the story worked or like how the sequences kind of played out. Yeah. No, no. chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they, it would have made that much of a difference. Uh, in terms of that, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, I think they, I do think like just the charm of the those three guys would have definitely added a little bit of extra spice to it. Kind but, of covered up the blemishes. Yeah, exa- yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, there's Jackie Chan, right, <laughs> right. Because I, you know, I don't watch Meal on Wheels and let go. That story was amazing. Uh, you know true. what I mean? So that that's like my take on it. But yeah. it is kind of funny seeing that. That was the original case for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this was my first time watching it. I'll be honest, it's definitely the weakest link of the series. We kind of talked about it before. I was like, this one this one was hard for me to get into. Um, it's also pretty long. Yeah. It doesn't help that it's like I wasn't really engaged the entire time watching it. And, uh, like, about halfway through, I mean, like, just the story was kind of convoluted. Like, I didn't know why certain things were happening. Like, by the time I hit the halfway mark, I was like, okay, like, it's Saho versus, like, uh, Fei Wong's militia, yeah. you know, or, like, in his school. I was like, I don't know how they became enemies. Like, I'm just like, yeah. at, that, at this point, I'm just watching them fight it out, but I have no and idea. Then, and then, mostly, it was, like... uh Fung, right? Yeah. Kind of like stumbled them into exactly. this like He was just being an idiot the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And stumbled them into this uh war between the two groups and you're kind of like why <laughs> and he are had, they and he and he doesn't side with anybody. Yeah, like, he yeah. doesn't. He comes <laughs> he keeps on like flip flopping back and forth. Exactly. And so yeah, I mean we can talk about that more like the plot and the story later. Yeah. But but like Yeah, continue on. But yeah, that was like just my like impression watching in. So you know, I mean, after a while, it was like, I kind of stopped, you know, just paying attention or judging it by the plot of that book. Because I was like, that this is a lost cause, you know, and just kind of like going on for the ride. And that, but the action was cool. Like, you know, obviously, like, um, it's still, it's still like a fun kind of like blockbuster in that sense. But everything else is like not really 
working out too much for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, story-wise, convoluted. Um, but I do like, I mean, the pluses that I liked were, um, like I said, are kind of like the archetypes of it. Like you have sort of like the fat kung fu guy who's porky, right? Like they had, you still have all these archetypes of characters and like the hero and sort of like Foon is kind of the goofball, but he's probably the weakest link. I he's think. kind of like the guy who is like trying to learn from the master or whatever, but yeah, like he yeah. like kind of fails and like he betrays them and like, you know, <laughs> that kind of trope. He just does so much. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's, it's kind of like maybe biting off more than you can yeah. chew with Foon's character. And then there's also like the Bucktooth. The Bucktooth guy. Yeah. He's kind of sort of the comedy character. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then like, like what I like, all those things are kind of fine. And um, there's some funny scenes with it. But what's funny is like, as I was doing this, doing this, like I'm going through the notes and like I'm doing the, uh, I'll do the quick take this week. But I, I didn't know about the story. So when I realized I had to do the quick take, I was like, wait, I have to understand the, the, the actual structure of the story now. This that, one's going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to do this synopsis. Like, wait, what actually happened? I don't yeah. even know. Um, Yeah. I, so I guess like probably the most I got out of it was like the characters and the fight sequences at best. But how did this age for you? Yeah, it didn't age too well. <laughs> Like, I watched it when I was, like, young. Like, yeah. my brother was watching it, and so I was just there, and I was looking at it. And so I think the impression of the action sequences had... Oh, the action sequences had a very big impression on me. Mm. Just because, like, you're seeing this dude, like, fly around, and, like, yeah. you know, he has his, like, bow staff, and he's, like beating people with it and like he's like jumping around and he's dodging bullets and <laughs> all, these things. all the things that a, a, a young you know impressionable <laughs> kid would love right <laughs> and so checks all the boxes then it does it checks all of the boxes and i think the opening sequence right when you have they're on the beach and they're all training together like i think that yeah. was a very iconic like um, thing that was very impressionable on me as well and the music mm. too it's just like when I was that young it was just very catchy yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh-huh. like all of that coming together like to be honest I never like loved the movie but I just had like a, a good like, like a memory of it yeah like just mm. like oh yeah I remember that it was a pretty like you know like fun movie to watch like fun like good action and, and like to be fair like the action isn't bad it's, it's pretty good I wouldn't say I, to be to be like precise, I think it is the worst out of all the movies, but okay. it was still good um, yeah. for me. I think I think it was just you know a little less refined than like Fist of Legend and like right. Hero. Well, Hero. To be honest, I don't really like heroes like action <laughs> too much because it's, it's not too, really like it's it's I, on a different. Yeah, I don't like yeah, I yeah. don't like wire action that much, but sure. uh, it, it's just like preference, I guess. Right for that, it's not like a like it's just like not good right it's just more of a preference thing but i think that uh this one definitely watching it again i think it's like a lot less uh polished than like let's say fist of legend right or something like that so um that is one thing but yeah it's long (laughs) (laughs) it's long it's long too like i didn't realize it was this long um when I was younger, because you know I don't care about. Yeah. I was just like, oh, he's fine. Action, action, yeah, yeah, it's cool. But uh, <laughs> it is pretty long, and the story's not that great. 
Yeah. And um, I think that's where it kind of um, like went downhill for me as well because it's like watching all of his other movies that we watch in the series, like I feel like the story was pretty like pivotal in in like Each the enjoyability one. of the movie. Yeah. And a lot of the action kind of supported the story as well. Mm. Whereas I feel like in this movie, a lot <laughs> of the story is being, you know, supported by, well, it, the action is, the story is just there for the action <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of uh, the moments that happen is like kind of like, okay, why is this happening? Or like, what's the point of this? Mm. And then like a lot of this, the action is like going on to kind of bring that spectacle in. Yeah. Um, whereas I felt like in Fist of Legend and Hero, um, even in um, Fearless, a lot of the story was being driven by the action, right? Like even within the action, there was a lot of story, like things going on that right. kind of you can tell like what's going on with the two characters and like the action really informed the story. Whereas I feel like in this movie, you don't really get that too much. It's a lot more for the the play for the fun of it right like yeah. to show like oh this is cool like we can do this and like all that so yeah it's like the priorities are just not straight like the priorities are just like are you basically just flipped right in, in my in like, my in my opinion yeah <laughs> yeah we all know what we think about your opinion buddy. <laughs> in my opinion action first story no, story back <laughs> story was back that seat. what i was saying this whole time <laughs> <laughs> is that what i just said anyways yeah no but i 100 percent agree yeah it it definitely um like i said just kind of flipped the script like the story definitely wasn't there and like that was a great point like and everything like all the other three movies and i mean just kind of i think we talked about this too last week was just in jet lee's case i feel like he takes great care and like maybe even pride in the stories and like the script and then everything just kind of seems to support it but this movie uh doesn't have doesn't share that same uh connection to it yeah yeah um yeah um so yeah definitely the weakest link but it's just funny like watching this and like everything else and like i don't know it feels like also that he has maybe like less of a hand in this movie versus I feel like he definitely had a bigger hand in the other movies, you know? So like in that sense too, probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Where he just has kind of less kind of creative authority. Yeah. Over the... It's just funny because we're watching it like backwards, right? Yeah. Like yeah. We're watching like the oldest one and then kind of like going back the, the in, t- in time. And so like having that like reverse perspective on this thing <laughs> is kind of interesting to like kind of think about all oh, like, like a lot of his younger works you know or, or older works I, I should say right yeah. has less of that like mm-hmm. that story built in whereas like a lot of his newer ones kind of focused on that a lot more right right you live and you learn right mm, exactly like it's cool to see the growth of that right yeah yeah so it's funny like but even i, I guess even for like fist of legend right there isn't I would say there still isn't like a huge, like I said, that kind of creative hand from him, I feel like, versus the latter two that we saw. Mm-hmm. But it still had like, it definitely feels, that's it still has great direction. Like it's still, it's probably the best story of everything that we saw. But like that's kind of like a testament to like the director, I feel like, more than sort of himself. But but it's also like, 
picking the the part right? yeah like yeah choosing like, to do a certain part so for what he could do he being able to discern great. you know and and choosing mm. different parts but also like fist of legend was um based off uh you know fist of fury <laughs> and you yeah know, it's already a story that you know was there was it yeah so it's not like Just hard to choose <laughs> you know or like hard to like figure out what the story would be mm -hmm. yeah That's, yeah there's already fair. like a template for it mm-hmm you just it's easier to focus on like a different aspect versus like the plot kind of story aspect yeah. of it. Um, so like I said, it's my week for the quick take. I wrote this down. Let's see how good I do. Yeesh. So we have uh, like I said, Wolfing Hong, who's the uh, lead. He returns to China after um, he turns, he returns to China as the leader of a school and like a trained militia that was gifted to him by the leader of the uh, Black Flag Army. Um, the the general like ends up going to fight in like Vietnam or whatever, um, so the story is set in like nineteenth century Foshan, um, when foreign occupancy is running pretty heavy with uh, Western influence, um, including uh, the Americans, British, and the French. Um, one of Fei Hung's aunt, uh, Aunt Yi, we'll call her. Yeah, I feel like better calling her Aunt Yi than the thirteen. Uh, <laughs> such, such a weird like yeah. thing. <laughs> But she's called 13th Alt, like, all the movie. Um, but, yeah, she comes back from America, um, and she's, like, completely westernized, basically. Uh, so Hung is tasked with protecting her and housing her since uh, she's staying in China. Uh, meanwhile, uh, this guy named Fun, who is a local worker, wants to join his school and be taught under Hung. Um, but after, like, this uncanny experience with Puck to the Soul, uh, he quits before even meeting Fei Hung. And uh, Fun ends up going, ends up working for a theater, uh, and gets threatened by like this local gang from Saho, and they call him out because he knows they know that he knows kung fu and that like you're trying to challenge us or whatever. Um, so it's like one versus an entire gang essentially, and so he seeks like help from this guy named Porky and his crew, and they're actually disciples of Fei Hung School. Um, so all this space leads into one big fight between. Fung's or um Hung's militia versus Saho and the fight gets roped into um like with the local authorities as well as like the foreign entities that are there like there's this big dinner scene that happens um but basically Hung is criminalized for these actions and he tries to apprehend the gang leader of Saho um but uh ultimately his plan kind of backfires on him um so the Saho gang tries to get revenge by burning his school. And just when like Fei Hung decide, thinks that he can catch the gang leader, um, they basically seek asylum with the Americans. Um, and then they've like kind of like cut a deal and they basically try to assassinate Hung and everybody else. And this happens like on a day and like a theater performance essentially. Yeah. So Fun, who's still pretty much clueless about like the whole politics of everything that's going on ends up siding with like a third party entirely which is this guy named iron robe yim he's like this homeless but really powerful martial artist and he basically seeks to climb the social ranks and he thinks that he can do that by defeating fei hung who's like the top martial artist of the town uh, but this ends up causing more trouble for him in the school after he challenges him um and it even ends up getting Fung thrown into jail. Um, so Fun ends up following 
um, Iron Robium, who ends up siding with the Saho gang. And they basically, like, all combine forces <laughs> with the Americans to, like, rule Foshan, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Um, and the gang ends up kidnapping Aunt Yi um, as they were trying to escape from, like, the authorities and such. And so, Buktu So uh, escapes um, when she's captured and relays the information to uh, Fei Hung in jail. And basically, like, some of the police officers are, like, sided with Fei Hung. And so they let him out free from jail and like basically do this rescue operation. And like that leads to like, you know, the final fight and like uh, Hung versus Iron Robe Yim. And basically the movie ends with all the bad guys dying. Yeah. Like literally. (laughs) And that's kind of, that's really just the end of the movie. Yep. If if that sounded convoluted, well, it was. (laughs) Well, it was. We'll talk about it more. Just how convoluted it was. But uh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's funny because I was, like, doing these notes, right? And I'm thinking about, like, I'm, like, writing the synopsis or I'm just thinking about, like, um, Jet Li's character in general. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, the series is for Jet Li. And so I'm thinking of, like, Jet Li's character in this movie and, like, how it's... He's still playing a very, like, one-note character, which is like a through line i think for every movie that we've watched you know he's he's a very like straight hero there isn't much too much depth with him as a character but i was saying that i was like oh but he's not really like a hundred percent the star of the show in this movie because there's so many other characters particularly with like fun who kind of carries the plot in a lot of ways but then when i was like rewatching it i kind of reneged that opinion because i was like actually uh fei-hung has like the majority to all the screen time but the it's just i think it's just like the way that the plot like weaves that it takes attention away from him there's a lot of points in the movie where like wong seems like he's not aware of certain things right and like it just kind of hits him right Mm. and i think that's why it feels like like he doesn't (laughs) feel like he's like not included too much in the plot you know because it's like Clearly, he's supposed to, like he's a protagonist, uh-huh. and like he's supposed to be the centerpiece, but it it doesn't always feel like that. There are, there are a lot of moments where it seems like he's just reacting to whatever's happening rather than him proactively like doing certain things. Right. I mean, there is like in the beginning, he kind of is the one who decides to go to the embassy and like the dinner thing and yeah, all yeah. that, and like he tells like, and then when the fight breaks out, he's like, "Oh, stop!" And like you know, we have all that like action scene and stuff like that. Right. But Apart from that, like most of the time he's reacting, right? Like, yeah. like his his uh, dojo is a uh, place gets burned down. Mm-hmm. He reacts to that. You know, he gets you know, like uh, the aunt gets uh, captured. He re- is reacting to that. Like it's all about like you know things happening to him, and he's yeah. just kind of like trying to figure out how to like <laughs> yeah put out the fire. Yeah, put right out the, yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, so it it, it kind of makes the character feel not that like active yeah it just kind of feels like he's just you know on the defensive the whole time mm. and i think that might until the end i guess when he like deci- i mean that even that is a reaction right? <laughs> yeah he, he's trying, trying to, to save, save his, the girl yeah the girl so but like at that point at least he's like in in fully invested in what he's trying to do in in like fighting the iron rope dude and yeah and all of that so 
so I think that's why, like like you said, the reason why it kind of feels like he's kind of in the backseat of the plot, mm-hmm. even though he's like there the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like a lot of times, like his his disciples are doing stuff, right? Like, they're, right. They're the ones who are like, Driving oh, we got to fight the Saho disciples and like we got to beat them out of the out of the town and mm-hmm. like drive them out and all that happening and then like there's Fung who's like oh like I want to become like you know like a Kung Fu master and he's yeah. the one that's like following the iron robe dude and like you know trying to get him to like you know teach yeah. him and all that stuff and that's like kind of a big plot the weird part about this movie right <laughs> is the way that they incorporated the iron robe Yen guy <laughs> Into the Saho, yeah. like Saho gang plot, uh-huh. right? That's like that was so weird for me when I was watching it because it's like it felt like two completely different like plot points, right? In the beginning, yeah. where he's literally just some random dude who's like um, <laughs> a street doing, performer, yeah, street performing <laughs> and kind of like showing off his like martial arts skills so that he can get some food to eat, right? And then later on. Like he kind of becomes a big bad. Like you, you can kind of foretell that he will be, but the way that that came through with the Saho gang and like how they decided to do that and all of that, kind of felt very like not satisfying. <laughs> like he yeah, just yeah. yeah. Like and even his motives felt very like weak. Yeah. And and also like also a little convoluted too because like when you first see him, like one he's just kind of like. A street performer right so it's kind of like a throwaway thing and then when you return back to him and he's fighting the once you like i'm like you know who he is like he's fighting that other guy with yeah, the sword the master dude. yeah the master dude the sword master guy um and then he did, defeats him i don't know like i mean my first impression was like he's a little like heroized in a way like he's kind of brought in a, a brighter light mm-hmm. and like you know he's he's kind of have like like we talked about kind of like the save the cat thing right like he's this homeless guy and he's like Funa's like, oh, but you're like super strong. Let me help you feed you because you're homeless. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. be homeless together. Like, you know, he has a clear kind of goal. But then, like, once his goal is revealed, like, oh, I'm just trying to climb the social line. Like, I just want to be the best and like not be poor anymore. But, like the way that he goes about it is like a little immoral, right? Mm-hmm. As he sides with Saho. Like, I don't know. It just kind of like changed sides a bit. Like. Am I supposed to look at this guy in a good light or is he actually kind of a bad guy? Yeah, it's more like the direction of like what that character is or like um, like in comparison, like he's supposed to be the foil to Wong, right? right. He's supposed to be the, the opposite of Wong. But I feel like like they don't really like do enough for with him. Mm from the beginning to kind of prop him up to be this big bad at the end. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of feels like, okay, now we need a big bad, so let's bring him back in, right? <laughs> yeah. that, it kind of feels like that, which is, I don't think, the best way to go about it. Because mm. it, it feels like the, the there's a lot of, like, it feels like there's a lot of empty, like, just emptiness in the in the beginning to the mid part of it. Right, right. Of his character so that we can kind of have this moment between the two characters and him representing one thing and and Wong representing another. Yeah. And I don't think that they do a good enough job of making that clear within the movie. Yeah, I think, like, and if they did, I mean, that would have been a really strong point, I think, for the movie, too. Because, I mean, like, what's... Like, to have a great villain is to understand your villain and to, like, have sympathy for him. And basically, 
siding with the villain in a certain way. Like, if you understand, like, his ideology, like, you have to see him as not as a bad guy, but, like, really understand him and, and um, you know, like, why he's doing it. Even though it's, like, maybe for the wrong reasons, you kind of understand. And I think, like, ideal ideologically-wise, like, they kind of had that for him, right? But, like you said, he's nowhere in the story up until, like, the third act that it doesn't really matter anymore because he's just kind of separate. But if they... If he, like, carried through as the villain for the movie, I think that it would have really strengthened it a lot more. And it would have made the story a lot more, like, cohesive, too, right. I feel like. It, it's, like, him as as a character, like, if he was the one who is, let's say, for example, like, oh, I'm going to use whatever is at my disposal to try to get what I want. Right. And if he really was that character and, like, they really, like, pushed that, and like they kind of tried to do that at the end when you know there's that scene with the money and like uh fung like throws the money and then and then he's like oh pick that pick the money (laughs) up right and then fung kind of like refuses and then like uh he starts like picking up the money from the ground and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so you kind of see like what his like thoughts are on like you know his yeah like his the importance of like getting what he wants and the importance of money and like how you know how like, and yeah. like you know the corruption behind it and all of that you kind of get that there but like it's at that point like you're not real that's not really what you're like really invested in right like you're kind of thinking about all of the like the aunt like being captured <laughs> and yeah, you know, yeah all that stuff that like that's really not like in the forefront of like <laughs> like the dichotomy between like like wong and and him yeah yeah. and so it kind of like just gets buried behind (laughs) all the other like crazy stuff that that's literally the moment when like like um the aunt is about to get raped and stuff so like that's a lot more attention you're going there and like all all this kind of like side thing is just kind of who cares about that guy right because (laughs) you're like you're worried about the the aunt like getting you know screwed over and like you know that's all happening and so like the division of the person's attention as you're watching the movie is like kind of split between these two things. And I don't think it was like the best way to go about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was more of a distraction than like, like maybe what we wanted to see in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, that's a great point. Like I'm more concerned about what's happening to Aunt Yi versus this, like, I don't know, meta moral convolutedness with Fun and right. uh, Iron Robe Yim, you know? Cause like I said, I mean, all that happens at the same time, and they capture this girl, or whatever. And like Fun is like, ah, but Aunt Yi and the other master, and is like, I'm more concerned about Aunt Yi's well-being than mm-hmm. like this other bad guy, or even just Fun, because like you know, Fun is like forefronted in that scene, you know, per se. Yeah. So it's just like, if it's just focused on like, you know, like uh, she the the love interest gets captured, and like you got to go save her, like. If you just went into that more focusedly, yeah. it would have just been a lot, a lot more streamlined. And there's a lot of like issues with like clear cut arcs of of characters, like character arcs within yeah. the movie, where like, for example, well, like Wong barely has a character arc, right? Sure, yeah, because he's kind of one note, like you said, like he's just one note the whole time, mm-hmm. and so, um the character doesn't really change from the beginning to the end. He's he's always the the, same, the upright moral <laughs> dude. Um whereas Fung I I I feel like would be the guy who kind of 
yes. has that moral dilemma and, and has that character arc. Mm-hmm. But because he's relegated to this like weird position where like he's constantly like fighting for time between <laughs> like with with Wong, right? Because yeah. he's really not the main character, but but he, he has we like, have a lot of like time he has with the him. character development part of it. Yeah. And and he has that like like kind of like sweetheart and but he's also kind of willing to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And like it's constantly going back and forth there and like there's never like a clear cut thing until maybe at the end. But even at the end it's kind of like they kind of throw it out the window by the end. It's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah, happens, yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's not satisfying in that way either. You know, it's like, the, I, what really doesn't work is, like, okay, like, we have the protagonist who is, like, the straightforward front hero. Like, his whole, like, he doesn't go through character metamorphosis at all. Like, he just has the, his only mission is, like, set in the very beginning, right? When he's taxed with, tasked by his former general, like, basically, like, very nationalistic, like, you know, like, there's a lot of Western influence, like you gotta protect the, the, gotta Chinese, protect the like, traditional, yeah, tradition, yeah, yeah. Gives him his men for the militia, like it's basically like protecting tradition and like, you know, in that sense, preserving the way of life. Exactly, of thing, yeah. yeah. And he definitely preaches that uh, throughout the movie as well. And like, you know, I think that's great because also like with um, on Yi, like those are very clashing right. uh, representations. Yeah. Like, so that works great. But like, his job is solely to like keep that. And so he doesn't go through any, like, sort of internal thing. And that's, like, why we have Fun, who, like I said, kind of carries that weight. Mm-hmm. But, like I say, he kind of gets caught up in, like, um, Hung's story and, like, trying to do his own thing. And, like, I think it would have made better if... The problem is he never actually meets Hung to, like, the theater assassination scene. And he doesn't even know who Hung Well, he does is. meet him before. He, he meets him, like, when he visits the... The school, the play school, but he never meets him. There. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah, for like a split second. But he doesn't know who he was, <laughs> though. Like he's he's like clueless to like who Hung actually. Is. Like he keeps thinking other people are are him, right? Okay. Like he confuses Porky for him. He confuses like book two. Yeah, later so on, but he doesn't he like meet him later on though. After that, yeah, he does. But like I said, it takes like forever for him to even like recognize like yeah. who he actually is, you know. So like in that sense, he never really kind of formally meets him. Mm. So like, you know, he he's he's wanting to be taught like kung fu and kind of like he has a clear trajectory. I feel like if he like actually met him earlier, he, he never really learns kung fu. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he just has some instinct. That's what. Uh, yeah, like he never really learns kung fu, but like when there is a fight going on, he's able to like whimsical way oh, yeah he's able to do stuff right <laughs> not really he gets beat up every time <laughs> oh he dodges a few things, you know? like, <laughs> but ultimately to... loses but it, it's just yeah like stuff yeah. like that too like his clear his motivation in the beginning yeah. and at the end like even but what i'm saying is like he's he's like this i feel like there's a clear like um like student teacher like dynamic supposed to be with his character but he never has a proper teacher to like the very end. Like it makes sense if he actually met Hung, like maybe taught under him for a little bit or something, or like there was some kind of like um, tear between them. Like he was learning under him, or he didn't like his methods or something, and then he went and did his own thing, and then he sided with Iron Robe Yim, who's like also strong but like the evil part. Yeah, and I think it would have made it for a better like. Oh, but you were supposed to be the better student, kind of thing. You know what I mean? That kind of keeps like the innocence, pure of heart, essence aspect to it. 
but there really isn't that. So like I said, it just kind of like yeah. every like his whole thing just kind of gets lost in the wind by the end of the day. But it's like I don't know. <laughs> it's all convoluted. <laughs> it is kind of frustrating, you know, to to see. Yeah, see that happen. But Jet Li never changes. <laughs> oh, look, look, like, I, like you goes. don't have to have a character arc within a character. Yeah. I don't think that that's necessarily um, what you have to have within a movie. Um, there can be external, you know, forces, right. and you know, a person who doesn't change and who overcomes that external force. I think that's perfectly fine in a movie. It's just that in this case, like we have the external thing. But even the ex, like we have the main character, yeah, and we have him as the immovable, immovable mountain, right? He is the moral like compass of the movie, and we have this the the plot, and we have the conflict of this looming uh, advancement of you know the other countries, other nations yeah, coming yeah. over and like you know taking over, yeah, and then we have the other subplot of like. Fung and him being this guy and him trying to, yeah. you know, turn over a new leaf, let's say. Um, but then, like, because of those two plot points trying to fight for time and attention, none of them get really, like, clear, like, resolution and resolve. Like, yeah. like they say the, like, the American people, when they side with Saho, are kind of like the bad people. Yeah. But even at the end, like, that's not really what, like, was the big thing that like Fong really fought over? Like, not Fong, Wong. Yeah, yeah. Um, fought over. Like it was more like, oh, I gotta save, save aunt, yeah, right? Yeah. That's his motivation <laughs> at the end. It wasn't even like, oh, I got the Western powers. Yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. even that. And so that story is just kind of like just there, right? It, it's just like this overlying, like looming thing that's happening. Yeah. And then at the end, it's just like, oh, like we were able to kind of like you know make that happen and and it, it doesn't really have that satisfactory like yeah like climax and then resu- resolution there since we have like we had like 10 different climaxes blended in a movie mm. right like he's he's like defeating like let I me mean, literally killing off like every bad guy but there's like <laughs> you're like there's a saho gang leader there's like 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 at the very end right there's it the, was, uh, the iron rope dude iron rope saho gang leader there's the, the american dude <laughs> there's like so many bad guys to beat at the end and and it just doesn't make for a like a focused you know plot point yeah and like a focused ending yeah that's why fist of legend did it better yeah for sure because there's the it's it's the thing about like movies is like you're distilling all of the let's say for a bad like for a villain you're like distilling mm-hmm. all the bad things into one character right. and the main character is being that character and him beating that character is the sim- symbol for him yeah. resolving all of the other issues that happen to be in this <laughs> villain that is representative of the yeah. bigger things right Whereas in this movie, it's like, I got to beat you. I got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not like proxies. Like, they're actually the bad guy for their own but thing. But it's it's not even like bad guys. It's just like caricatures of like bad guys. Right? Right, like, yeah, like yeah. just like dudes. And it, it, <laughs> <laughs> all dudes that wrong him. <laughs> yeah. And so you don't get that sense of like the symbolism behind the evil villain 
and what he stands for versus the symbol of yeah. who he is and what he stands for. Yeah. What Wong is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, like in Fist of Legend, right? Like the Japanese general was like exactly. that one bad guy. Like even though there was a lot of other branching external forces, like obviously the um, like the karate school with the other guy who was the leader that mm-hmm. killed his master, right? But like he was hired and like tricked by the Japanese general. And it was like Fukunoshi who came in, right? But yeah. like everything was, like you said, distilled into this like one guy. Like he was the tree trunk of like all the wrongdoings. The root. <laughs> the root of it all, you know? And it was just like Jet Li's character just had to go and basically like track down like, oh, you're the guy. Like I like you, obviously everything was your fault at the end of the day, right? Um, but here like it's, you can't, like nothing is distilled to like that one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's funny that they all side with the united states at the very end right like it's all with the embassy but not all of it is tied down to him at the end of the day like that like that uh i don't know that general or whatever that guy was like he wasn't the root bad guy for it all Mm. yeah he had he had to punch everybody else along with him so it's uh it's whatever well what do you think about this movie in terms of uh its action and um it's fun like it's really good um i think the theater fight scene was probably the best in my opinion um but like again compared to fist of legend i think like in terms of action and sequences they're they're the most similar and being like the most grounded like there's not really there's probably more wire work stuff here especially like lots of use of trampolines and stuff like that um so it's a little more flashy and like fantasy-esque more blockbuster made versus fist of legend um but like what made the action really amazing of legend like we we're talking about earlier was like the story like the story really supported the fight scenes there and it just brought out the action sequences like so within the within the the action too and right? within the action too there is like a clear a story beginning line. middle and end within the action sequence yeah. yeah whereas in this movie i feel like it kind no. of falls <laughs> apart a lot yeah like with, i said like regards to that a lot of it was just like react, like the main character is reacting to these scenarios that he's put into, right? Like even my favorite scene is just like the Americans decided to assassinate. Like, well, we'll take care of it. Well, we're gonna cover Hung. Don't worry about it. And then the next scene, and the assassins come in, and he's just like he's literally there for a show and to like, like maybe talk some business with the with the Western, you know, influencers. But then all of a sudden he gets attacked, and now he's got to like save his save ye and like you know protect everybody like it's just kind of an instinct thing yeah and it's like it's just there to be kind of like flashy like you know um and so it loses like that critical like piece to it but i mean like in terms of like action itself it's cool like it's fun it's it's well choreographed and it's it's gently being gently um but like it doesn't have the same charm as the others right the the one thing that's like so funny about Chinese like action movies mm. is they're like they do not give two cents about hitting women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just all, everybody's fair game. Yeah, everyone is fair game, <laughs> and they just get hit as as hard as any other person, right? Yeah. And I just find that so like funny and so like. Bro, what was it that we were watching? It was Police Story, right? Which one? Uh, for for what? For uh, when we were talking about we were talking about action movies uh-huh. on an action series, and we were talking about Police Story, and it was like the the female character, 
And she gets like straight like punched in the face and like thrown across. <laughs> yeah, thrown across. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. gets like th- oh, that's what I think she got like straight thrown onto a table like yeah, yeah, hardcore. Yeah. That and even <laughs> even even when we watched Fearless, right? <laughs> that that fight scene between uh, the oh yeah the, the, the camps <laughs> and like they literally get like cut, cut and, yeah, and, yeah. and just like yeah, defend the school, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter who you are, you know, like. Uh, I just find that so funny. You fight you equality for all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you want equality here. It <laughs> it's life or death in these movies, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. Oh man, yeah. I mean, it's a charm. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Be careful, bro. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I what what I liked about that scene too is like <laughs> when they like. It's dark, but like when they shot like everybody in the crowd, it was like oof. Mm. And they just like they really went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like I mean that kinda like helped reinforce some of the thematics too, but it was like mm. damn. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean he's nimble <laughs> in, in yeah. this movie for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's just when I was younger, like like I said, it I just watched it for the spectacle and it was right. great. But as I grow older and kind of, you know, have more mental capacity, right, to understand <laughs> certain things, it, it does kind of, it is a point of, like, I guess, like, I wish that they could have done more with it, with right. the action. Because, like, it is good action, but I feel like the way that they could have incorporated the story into it could have been better. Yeah. And there is a bit of, like, you know. I wish they could have done something more, maybe, or like kind of moved it around in certain ways. Yeah, I mean, like the same thing that we just said earlier. I mean, it even applies to his action, where, like I said, even though he is supposed to be the centerpiece of the movie, it feels like he isn't a lot of the times. And I think the same thing goes for the action, too, where, like, that feeling just kind of translate. Like, you know, he is leading a lot of action and there is kind of like an ensemble element right there's like porky and a lot of the other gang that are like fighting with him but like versus the series as a whole like i don't feel like we're really seeing kind of jetly show off as much as yeah past, it, you know? it's more about like for me that the fact that the action starts to lose its intention or like right. it, lo- it starts to lose its like meaning within mm. like you know like it just starts becoming like just Fighting. a mishmash <laughs> of like stuff going on yeah rather than something that's like the climactic moment within a within within you know the scene mm. like for fist of legend it's very easy to pinpoint like the climax and the action that goes along with that, right? And and in your mind, you're like, oh, this is a very like, you can. It's very easy to piece those things together. Yeah. For example, like the fight with the the general, or like you know, the fight in the in the uh, dojo. You know, the two clans like clashing, right? Right. Stuff like that. It's very easy to kind of you know pinpoint and be like, oh, like I I'm with the story, right? You can c- connect those things together. Whereas in this movie, like, it's kind of hard, right? Like, you're like, <laughs> what, 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 what is like the most, like, iconic in terms of like making sense with the story that the action is like, right? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Right, like, with, like with maybe the moment when like, but it's it, like the moment when they fight in the embassy or like the dinner thing. 
Mm. Like the the carnival, not the carnival, but the uh, the theater thing, the theater right, like right, fighting right. thing there. Um, like at the end, maybe like he's fighting iron, like <laughs> iron Like right? it's 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 not like as like concrete and like clear cut, sure. especially in my mind. Like of like oh like this is that moment when this happened or like the turning point of this oh, or like okay, something okay. like that. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like you don't get that feeling in this movie. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is the turning point of the film where like this is happening. Or, yeah, like, this is where this is going, right? Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. Cause I mean, like you said, like it everything feels like reactive. So like mm. it's like almost all the fight scenes kind of intention wise feel the same. I mean, maybe except for like the last scene where he's I mean, he's he's like initiating to save the girl, but like everything outside. Yeah, like literally, like, even even when um Iron Road goes into the dojo, he's like, "Yo, I want to fight." Just like to random, bad. Like, yeah, like, so random. Out of nowhere, he just comes in. It's like raining, and, and it was a pretty cool fight to be honest. But yeah, it's still like. But it's like, dude, clearly huh? I got some shit going on. Yeah, here. like I gotta I gotta help my people. Like they're wounded, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna fight you now." And he just starts fighting, breaks a sign like yeah. disrespect, and so like. That that's the kind of things that like I feel like this kind of dropped the ball on. Right. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. I mean, I like I probably maybe the most interesting in, in that sense would be like the first Iron Girl BM, BM fight when he's fighting the sword guy, where it's like I don't know, it feels like it feels like it, it's it's basically a character reveal, but it feels like a little maybe more pers- purposeful. But also like the fight sequence itself has kind of like a structure. Yeah, I actually little... like that that fight scene a lot. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, you dare challenge me, whatever. And he's like, you're gonna go up against my sword, and then like, he tries to cut him, and it's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh shit, like it's iron, <laughs> iron vest kung fu. Uh, what do I do? And then he just dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, all that kind of has like a, it's like an interesting like sub thing there, mm-hmm. but. And after that, it's like whatever. Yeah, He's like, I'm just gonna fight Hung for for no reason now. Uh, yeah, I mean, the movie is what it is, right? Yeah, and they got five more out of it. I mean, it was popular. <laughs> it feels like I didn't I didn't bring this up, but it definitely feels like franchisey in a way. Like, did you get that kind of? like epic tale tone to the whole mm. movie though yeah right like it yeah. feels there's kind of a larger than life aspect to it maybe like especially with i mean that's i guess that's also a company's a feeling with there's so many elements and like aspects of the movie that yeah. kind of maybe support that feeling a little bit like i said there's it's not like one western influence that's like taking it over right it's like you got american british and the french and you got like not only hun school but he's even like fighting like like the, the Chinese authority, right? Like the police, like he's got all these things going on, yeah. but it feels like it adds to the world a little bit more in that way. So I kind of understood like, oh, this feels a little franchise, you know, not that I know where they would go with it, <laughs> but it, I mean, I guess it helps that sense. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, Overall, how, what did you think say? about this series? I thought it was good. Uh, I mean, really enlightening as far as like like I said, I haven't really I haven't seen any Jet Li films outside of this, um, but I feel pretty familiar after this uh, after this series. And I mean, this movie is definitely like bottom <laughs> of the list <laughs> yeah. for them all. But um, 
I mean, the other three have been like really good uh, all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, even for different reasons, I was, it's funny that uh, they're story-wise, like the film themselves are diversive between each other, but like his, but he kind of plays like the same root character in each one. So it was really interesting to kind of see like, like a typecast Jet Li, but like, in these different. like almost wildly different like movies, you know, yeah. like hero to like fearless and like hero, especially to like fist of legend and like mm-hmm. even fist of Le- legend to to fearless. Like these are just tonally, like structurally, like visually, like different movies. But he's always kind of playing like this straight sort of like leader character, you know. It just has like a different, different like maybe like importance in each one. But I don't know. I mean, he's it's not a bad thing either, though. Yeah, it's which not. Is, which is funny, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he does a really good good job, you know? He does what he does, and he does it well. Mm. That's uh, I think that's kind of what I, my takeaway overall. Um, and like I said, like, it's kind of nice to see that, uh, you know, in the future, like, there's a lot of broad works and stuff that he kind of, especially, like, after dropping Wushu, like, like I'm interested to see maybe, like, more of the recent works that he done. I mean, I saw Mulan, but, like, whatever. Oh, Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically a wish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not in the same, not in the same vein. He's the king, though, in that movie. Yeah, Emperor. yeah, yeah. I have to watch it again. Like I saw it once when it came no, out. I didn't watch it's it. It's been a while. You don't see anything. No, don't... Well, I do, but I don't watch. Uh, whatever. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Um, but yeah. What about you? How was it revisiting all these? Like after, like this is like it's memory like, lane. Yeah, right? it's like walk, walking down memory lane. I think. Uh, you know, a lot of the movies aged a lot better than I thought. Mm. Um, this one did not. <laughs> but, you know, even regardless of that, I think it, I just still enjoyed it for what it was. Because, like, you know, like, you have those moments when there are, like, certain scenes or, like, certain, like, like snippets of, like, scenes mm. that you remember when you were young. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you watch it again and you're like, yeah like oh so that's yeah i remember it being that way <laughs> yeah, yeah like for me that fight scene when they're on the ladders uh-huh. and then like when iron iron robe and uh wong is fighting on the ladders and yeah. stuff that was like very impression like i had an imprint in my mind of that and like seeing that like, again whoa. like real time it was like whoa <laughs> right this is what happened and then like him starts uh throwing yeah, the yeah. uh you just like relive it like yeah you're like re- it's like deja vu in real time right know? yeah so it was fun fun in that regard um but yeah it's kind of disappointing that the- <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything else was not great but all the other ones i really did enjoy a lot uh this one yeah. you know for what it was yeah yeah so uh stacking up against each other what's the list looking like for me yeah I would say Fist of Legend would be my first. Okay. And then Hero, uh, surprisingly, actually. And then Fearless, and then probably uh, this one. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one bottom... Um, It's hard. Like, Hero or Fist of Legend? Like, they're great, but, like, it's hard to, like, stack them against each other because they're so... Different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, they're not even in the same playing field. I, just, like... I, I, I just go by, like, my... Fa- what I favor in terms of, like, aesthetic and yeah. in terms of, like... Just what you jive style with, and, personally. Yeah, personally, yeah. Um, damn, I really don't know. 
yeah. between those two. We'll just put them all on. The <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> you share the throne yeah. together. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fearless third, and then this one fourth. Um, What's third? Oh, Fearless. Fearless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like a conver- that's a whole conversation. It's just like I mean, like visually, obviously, hero, but like story-wise, uh, Fist of Legend takes the cake. Yeah, you know? but I, it's funny because I actually think that Fearless had the most character like development and like arc <laughs> in, in all the movies. Yes. Because like, you know... Because like, it was very the, clear. Like, yeah, in yeah, the beginning, yeah. you know, you see him and like him kind of like turning over the new leaf and all that. A hundred percent true. And you really can see his like... His change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, that, that just supports like my initial... Mm. Like, like, kind of what I was saying before, but they're all great for different reasons. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, and just see what we who we talk about next. Yeah, as far as martial arts, we'll take a break from it. Though I feel like we talked about a lot of talked about a lot of martial arts from, from Shaolin soccer to here. <laughs> yeah, and it felt like not like four, but like six weeks mm. <laughs> of martial arts films. Uh, yeah, very enjoyable. Always love talking about martial arts and mm. and you know martial arts films. Same. Would love to do more. Um, in the future, mm-hmm. um, still have like Jackie Chan. We still have Bruce Lee. We still have, uh, I have so stuff. many so different many things. things. Even things that are not explicitly martial arts, but even just like action films, right? Or like you know, we already did an action film uh, mm-hmm. series, but it's, it's always like it's always fun bucket. for me um, to see and like you know how they choreograph things and stuff like that. We didn't really get really into detail with that stuff, but sure. next time it'd be co- pretty cool to talk about that too. Like. Yeah, you know what makes a good choreography work and mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Yeah, they're definitely like I mean, Jackie Chan would be a great person to talk about that with, mm-hmm. right? Because like that's more of like a forefront in his movies versus like, and here Jet Li, it's more of like story kind of we talked about. So kind of like who caters to what sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? But even just like other action movies, not even like yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. not even that too. You know, certain people or characters. <laughs> well, <laughs> we could talk about the Company Man again. It's great action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, honestly, the action in the movie wasn't bad. It was just the, right. how the story kind of just... The man is Superman. It's bro. it's not even that the story didn't make sense. It's just the unbelievability of what was going on. <laughs> uh-huh. That was what I didn't like. It was just like... A, Why do we always go back to company, man? <laughs> when we talk high, about action. It's our highest viewed episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. It's got a golden name on it. <laughs> On its uh, plaque, um, but yeah, so that'll be the Jet Li series, and uh, we're taking a huge shift. Mm-hmm. We were taking a very, very we wide. We kind of wanted to take a you know a hard, hard, sharp turn, <laughs> just so we can kind of breathe some new air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some new lovely uh, spring fresh air. You know, that's a. I would say that's a good analogy. Um, but it gets spent another way too. You know, it doesn't always have to be that's true. happy goodness in this in this particular drama. Especially the one we're doing, because it's it's not rom com, no. but it is rom rom. Yeah, it's it's just uh romance films, romance movies, yes. and uh but like Do you watch a lot of romance? I I wanna say yes, but uh I think lately no. Mm. They're usually actually I think maybe one of the genres that I like the most. Mm. Um but it's really been a while since I've kind of like uh intentionally like dug through or like intentionally tried to watch 
like actual romance movies. I'm so. trying to think about like any recent movies that were just purely romance these right. days. Like I feel like there's not too many. Pretty rough. Am I am I wrong in that or No, no, they're they're pretty sparing. Yeah, I don't think they go into that as much anymore, right? Like I think it's more of... safe for like now that like T V and streaming is a big thing, like mm. that's more of a that kind of lane mm. aspect, right? Where movies are more like taking kind of like a blockbuster esque yeah. path, so you don't really see because like rom like you know like actual romance or like melodramatic romance like a lot of that's kind of tied with drama per se yeah and so it's very like sparingly that you kind of see like true dramas and that yeah. way, you know unless it's like oh Oscar like season you know mm-hmm. stuff like that but you I don't even think a lot of romance movies get Oscars too much no. Right, it's it's not like Oscar bait. <laughs> it's not really Oscar bait. It's not a war film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. not a... It's not like a, you know, like Schindler's List or something <laughs> like that. Right. But but I mean, I the reason why I say like, like a I, biopic. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Like something that's like history, like uh-huh. importance. But um, but I mean, why I say that it's kind of one of my like particular favorites is because. I mean, naturally, they're character-driven films, right? Like, it's you're naturally kind of, like, in the weeds with characters, and that's, like, that's taking precedence in the story, in the movie. And really, that's kind of what I'm most attracted to and look forward to. So I think that watching romance is kind of, like, it's a buy-in into that, you know? And so that's kind of, personally, like, that. that's in, to my interest. So that's why I particularly like it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean that they're always good. We're about to find out, see some good ones. Have you seen your picks? Both of them, by the way? Do you even remember? Yeah, the classic and uh, A Moment to Remember. I think that's the English name of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You seen both? Okay. I seen one that I picked. Which one? So, um, so yeah, classic moment to remember. I did A Man and a Woman and then Love Letter. Which one did you watch? A Man and a Woman. And it's been a while. Um, I remember it being good. I mean, not like excellent, excellent, but I mean, good watch. Yeah, <laughs> Love Letter, I haven't seen, but um, Shinji Iwai, um, prominent drama, kind of like romance filmmaker. This is like one of his early popular films, I believe. I think this is like, I don't want to say his breakout, but like close to that era. Mm. But um, I'm a fan of Iwai, so I'm, inter- I'm really, I want to see this one for a while, and I just yeah. never like, gotten to it so it's good i like i like podcasting because it's forcing me to like watch movies that i've been like you know that's been on the list for a while mm. like now i cannot deter <laughs> I, I gotta say for koreans romance movies are like blood yeah it's just like <laughs> it is their like you know lifeblood in terms of like the kinds of movies that korean people make yeah yeah along there's two it's it's gangster gangster movie, gangster <laughs> cop movies, and romance movies. Those are the two things that like current people love. Yeah, yeah. And um, the two that I picked, um, the classic and a moment to remember, might possibly be the most iconic of those mm. Korean like movies, gotcha. uh, romance movies. Um, like and you know it's it's the most like classic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's so many korean movies that are like you know romance yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it just they like 
if you even watch like Korean dramas, you just know like that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's every single one. And so, <laughs> and so, like, yeah, the, there is an art that the Korean oh. people have, have mastered <laughs> in terms of like I'm gonna make you, you know, fall in love My with bad. these people and with these lives. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, you haven't watched those two, right? No, no. So for the majority of this of the series, it'll be fresh, fresh okay. take on me, which is exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting again, I should say. And and it's for the two picks that I picked. Actually, the uh, the female protagonist, the main character, is the same person in both of the movies. Oh, great. She's kind of like. <laughs> is the, she Miss Romance? She kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> she is the uh, is she iconic. Like, like you know, that's like every dude is in love. Right there. There's a thing called like, um, like national first love mm. in Korea. Like, like it's like a title that they put on these like <laughs> these people who are like iconic like romance figures, in, uh-huh. and she's like one of them. <laughs> she was she was one of them during that time when she was like at at her age at that time. Yeah, um, apex. Yeah. Apex Mountain yeah. romance. It's just kind of like, yeah, like when you think about romance, <laughs> you think about this person, right? Talk about and typecast like, when your own country, like, you are. <laughs> I mean, it's just more like a a affectionate like uh-huh. title for that person, but because of you know how iconic like you know they were in these movies, but mm. it it just goes to show how like em- how much emphasis people like Korean people put in in like these like romance movies. This genre, just kind of like, yeah, in that genre, yeah. Yeah, that should be interesting. Um, so how it would go is uh, we'll do the classic first because it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> is that the uh, <laughs> oldest one? Um, yes. Uh, 2003. And then um, A Moment to Remember, which came out a year later in 04. And then we'll do A Man and a Woman, 2016. And no, it is not actually. I lied. Love Later came out in 1995. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that'll be the last, and that's the oldest by uh, Shinji Y. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, and that'll be the order of things. So it's just to see. Next week we'll kick it off the classic. And uh, before we go, just want to give a shout out to our Patreon page. Come in, take a look, see some stuff. If you can't wait, maybe you'll get an episode earlier. And you can brag to all your friends and family. Haha, you can't see the classic <laughs> until after the fact. Um, other than that, if you want to see what's going on with us, um, Instagram and Twitter, at by subtitles. And if you're watching us, you can like, subscribe, comment what you think. We'd love to, uh, some feedback yeah, as well. We, we would love to see what you guys thought about the movie and, you know, your insights on, you know. Because if you like this movie, you can fight us about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always good to see what other people think about the movies as well. So we would right. love to hear what your thoughts are on the movie. So give us a, a comment. Please, because I'm tired of listening to this guy's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. <laughs>